What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze, we have another, uh, you know, guest, Mr. Gary Chong. He's going to talk start, uh, Stargazers. Uh, Stargazers. I see you have Stargazers there. But Stargazers. And we're going to be talking about, <laughs> we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, projects that are terminated and why. Ooh. So that'll be coming up in just a few minutes. But before that. I must break you. Let's get it. <laughs> we are the only show for independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Santa Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your man to listen to us on the go. Miss a day, join the squad, come on in. It's time to catch the craze. If you are an independent, catch the craze. Making moves on your own, catch the craze. On your grind in the streets, catch the craze. Join the movement, catch the craze. Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now. Yeah, you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most, the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George the Dreamer, Mandina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. It is Friday, September 23rd, and we have another guest with us tonight that we are going to be talking to him about his project that he will be releasing soon, I think as early as next month on uh, on Kickstarter for you guys. So make sure you uh, sign up to the page that is live right now. And we are also going to be talking about, you know, get your meds and we're going to do some indie news. But before we do all that, please subscribe to the channel. Give us a like, comment below, hit the bell so you know when we go live. We have another show called The Morning Brew with the Crazy Crew that goes on on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So check that out as well. Uh, but yeah, my friend, we have sponsors, baby. Talk to us about those sponsors, Sammy. Yeah, man. Thank you to Tech the Gods. Technogods.com. That's Technee. Technee. So T-E-C-H-I-N-I. Gods. G-O-D-S dot <laughs> com. Uh, yes, they have a fantastic uh, series, uh, Technogods. Uh, the, the book is fantastic. If you want to know more about the books, you know, go to the What's in the Box segments. I featured every single issue so far, but pick up a book yourself. Go get a copy. These guys are on fire. This team is doing their thing. So check out Technogods.com. Uh, and thank you, Technogods, for sponsoring Catch the Craze podcast. That's right. And if you want to be a sponsor on the show, Sam, how do people do that? If you want to be a sponsor of Catch the Craze, <laughs> all you have to do is hit the link in the summary. <laughs> okay, okay. That's it. Hit the link and it'll give you an option. Take your shopping cart and pick which one works for you. And that's as simple as that. And just follow the instructions. Basically, you get a week, uh, you know, a month uh, sponsorship. And all you do is send us a 30-second um, commercial or send us a script and we will read it online like our next sponsor who'll be coming up later on in the show. 
um, where they sent us a script and we'll read the script out loud for um, to promote their show. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, so we have that going on. Thank you very much to all of the subscribers. Thank you very much to the sponsors of the show. We're trying to grow the show and you are helping in doing that. So thank you very much. We really appreciate you. Word. Word up. Word to big bird. But yeah. Sammy, you know what? Enough this of the introductions. Crazy. Enough of the pleasantries. What are we going to indie news, bro? Indie news? Yeah, why not? Indie Let's news. Just do it. Tops in the Bronx. Tops <laughs> in the Bronx. Fingers like me. <laughs> One day people are going to be like, yo, what is that, dude? Google. Tops in the Bronx. It. Go to Google Almighty that. Google. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Go to the Almighty Google. Google that bad boy. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about. I'm telling you, Google's probably this little, this little crazy freaking <laughs> Einstein-looking dude behind a computer. Indie news, Sam. So we are indies, and we have news. Yes. What's the news that we have for people out there? What, what you got? What you no got? news is good news with Gary mm. Canoes. I'm just saying. So the news is that it we are in the first week of uh, there's an alien in my toilet on Kickstarter. So I can't say, wow. have you signed up? I can't, no. I can't ask you that question anymore. Oh. I can ask, are we funded? <laughs> or, or you can ask, can you please pledge? Pledge. Have, have you backed? Did you back? Pledge. Did you have did you unlock this book? Do these monsters yes. on planet Cthulhu? Has that happened? This this is a stretch goal of twenty five hundred dollars. If we unlock this, it unlocks this comic book that you can add to your basket. It becomes an add on that you can add to your basket on top of Aichi Wawa, which is the third issue of There's an Alien in My Toilet, where Duty finally gets into the house. He meets a talk uh, a, a Chihuahua named Herman who thinks he's a talking jalapeno. And he is being tracked by the government. There's a whole lot of nonsense going on. Right. Duty is overwhelmed, right? And then, you know, he eventually realizes that, you know, Duty is, um, you know, Duty is um, in the buff, right? Yeah. So, you know, he freaks out. So there's a whole lot going on there. But then there's Duty's Monsters of Planet Cthulhu. It's a second issue, standalone issue. It's a mini series. This is part one of three. And you can get this great adventure series where... Duty goes up against this mythical creature named Cthulhu in the Outer Rim. How can Cthulhu be in two places at once? He's supposed to be locked up in the oceans of Earth, but yet he's on in a planet in the Outer Rim. How is it possible? And Duty doesn't know what he's getting himself into, but he's going over there to face him. So uh, check that out. Have you pledged? If you haven't done so already, do so now. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It is That's fantastic. Right. That's right. And because we are in the past... To you guys, recording is a present for us for the future. Ooh. We don't know exactly um, is. how many backers have already. Listen, we had a we had a live uh, launch on Tuesday. Thank you, everyone. For how did that go? <laughs> oh, listen, I think it was phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. I think a I prediction? think the book was funded during the show. Okay, I think Whoa. the book was funded during the show, and I predict uh, that we are about. I predict we are about a hundred dollars away. From unlocking that stretch goal. That's what I'm predicting. Oh, we got Nostradamus in the house. Three days in, and you are already at 2,400. 2,400. Okay. This is what I'm predicting. This is what I'm predicting. So, yeah, let's make that happen, guys. Let's make that happen. More money, more money, more money. Yeah. Make me Nostradamus. Make that happen. Um, And, and, and. And there's more. Oh, the anticipation is real. Here's the thing. We don't know what that cover is going to look like because I know we had a conversation 
and you are having thoughts about changing yes. the cover to Ikiwawa. So right. we don't know if that's the cover that you're going to get, the one that you just flashed on the screen. It yeah, may be a crazy. different cover. It could have been. Know. I don't know. I, don't I know. know. That's the fun about recording these shows so far in advance <laughs> <You know. laughs> that we really don't know what's going to happen. But those are those are my predictions. That's yeah, my prediction. Right. You know that's what? I'm, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to predict anything. I'm just going to say, <laughs> you know what? We're in the past. And in the past right now, as of this moment, I just want to say thank you mm -hmm. again. So you'll probably hear me say it again multiple times. But thank you to the 109 of you who have signed up today, as of today. Mm -hmm. I appreciate yeah. you. And I hope that you come along for the ride, you know, because signups don't mean anything. Remember that. But I do appreciate everybody's support. And just that little uh, act uh, of uh, kindness and saying, you know what, we're going to support by signing up and help those algorithms move forward. Um, that goes a long way. And I appreciate that. Um, yes. So tremendously. Yes. And I think the signups and I, and I, and I'm going to disagree with you. I think the signups go a long way in, and, and this is why I, I I'm going to predict this. I'm all, another prediction. Another oh, damn. Project we love. Project we love. I'm going to predict that the project, this. that project we love based on how many people followed it before. Who's we? Who's we? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Listen. Who are these we you speak of? Hey, man, I'm speaking French. But yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you right say. now, I'm telling you that project we love is happening in this campaign. And it's going to really? happen. I think maybe by now. I mean, this is the third day. Yeah, by now, I think you would have gotten it. Wow, how now? Wow, how now, brown cow? Yeah, That's crazy. Man. That is just crazy. It's it's uh, th those signups are very important, and I think that we, we don't realize how important they are until yeah. they are important. Um, and like Sam said, a sign up just because you signed up to the pre-launch page, it doesn't it doesn't mean you're going to pledge. It doesn't mean you have to pledge. It doesn't. Right. It, do it means it doesn't mean any of that. Right. But but you are going, you did get reminded, obviously, if you signed up, you did get reminded of the campaign. And if you are waiting, maybe you're waiting for the end of the campaign last two days, which is fine also. Uh, but remember that if you did sign up, okay, Sam, and you let Sam know that you signed up, you got a PDF of an image, okay? Right. If you do decide to pledge, and if you've already pledged, what will be added to your to the package that Sam is sending you is a printed copy of said PDF that was sent to you. So that's exciting. Bam. That's exciting, right? You're going to get a printed version of this and nice. Is it cardstock? Yes. Nice cardstock paper. Cardstock. It's going to fit right inside of your, yes. uh, your, your, uh, if your it pilot. doesn't fit, you must quit. I'm just saying. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. OJ Simpson, huh? circa 19, what, 94, 95? I don't know. I Going remember where I was when that went down. I remember when that went down. I was, uh, uh, it was like, it was like everyone was in shock. Like, that, that, that was during my college, my college years, my college years. Back yeah, the, man. I was day, like, yo. Day. That's right. That's right. But also, also, I know Sam's got that going on. Don't forget to check out Get Your Meds with a Z.com. Get Your Meds. Uh, dot com with a Z. Check that out. <laughs> Check that out. I have books like Russ 5377, which I don't show enough love to. No. Good, good old Russ. 144 like pages. Action adventure. Yes. I have single issues of the book as well. I have single issues. If you don't want to jump on no. for the full ride, you have single issues. And of course, 
The Adventures of Wonder Duck is also on there. Yeah, so he, he pushed the old head kid aside for the That's duck. That's right. And I have T-shirts. Believe uh, nothing. Yeah. Believe nothing T-shirts. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> um, yes. So check that out. Go on the website. Um, you check know, out my melody. And let's get it rocking. But let's talk about, Sam. I think, you know, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor yes, for the next sponsor. for the next. The next segment of the show is brought to you by yes. Story Comics. Go for yes. it, Danny. Get your meds. It's brought to you by Story Comics. Story <laughs> Comics is a podcast that focuses yeah. on people behind the words. <laughs> the host, Bonnie Smith, interviews comic creators of all types in their works and tells stories about comics, comic-based stories, and all other forms of pro storytelling. We've been streaming our show online since 2019, and it's been amazing to see how many people around the world have come to appreciate and value hearing stories from people who are just as passionate about their work as we are so if you're a comic creator yourself or you know someone who is or if you just want to hear about how your favorite book or comic book are made come check us out storycomics.com oh you like that baby you like no, those not, not now you got to read it with that voice every now, single now, now it's time to get your meds let's get it <laughs> You've been terminated. Project terminated. What's up with that? Bro, it happens. It happens. Big shout out first before we get into it. Big shout out to Barney over at Story Comics. Make sure you check out his That's podcast right. and his website. He does great interviews with indies just like we are doing here. Um, so you definitely want to check that out. But yes, Sam, Project Terminated. Now, we spoke about this um, a couple of weeks ago on our Morning Brew show. And we had a very nice discussion <laughs> about it. Uh, you guys should check that out. Go into the archives and check out that uh, that podcast. But yeah, Project Terminated. Listen, man, it happens. And when, when I say that, and for those who don't know what the heck I'm talking about. So um, I signed up to two newsletters for my fellow indies. Fellow indies, you have newsletters uh, that you guys send out, updates about your work and stuff like that, which I think is very important for uh, people to have. Make sure you, um, you, you're doing that if you're an indie. Uh, try to start a little, a, little, uh, a little newsletter. Well, I received an email from an indie who, and I won't say who it is, you know, but I will say that um, it was a very heartfelt email where he talked about, and I'm going to quote, anyone who has created comics knows it is a labor of love that requires a tremendous amount of time and energy. His project or my project, I should say, I'm quoting still, did not build the audience I had hoped for to justify that investment of time and energy. I have learned from other creators wiser than myself, and this is a quote, um, learn to fail quicker, end quote. Um, that was what was said in the email, and it got me thinking, damn. Now, the businessman inside of me agrees with him 100%. You know, right. Investment of time and energy, investment of money, is it worth uh, investing into something that doesn't build an audience? The creator in me kind of says, F that, man. If you want to create, create. Keep creating. Don't worry about that. Um, but what do you think, Sam? What, what, what's your take uh, on, on a project that gets terminated because maybe there isn't an audience for it? See, I think when an audience of one is enough motivation for me to move forward. But 
circumstances um, are individualized, right? So my circumstances are not your circumstances. So I think there's a lot of other factors that are involved that led to that decision because he's a talented creator. I mean, I have the first issue of The Wanderer. Beautiful. I love The Wanderer. So, um, so, so much for not saying who it is. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, uh, uh, my bad. The newsletter would not tell everybody who follows him. So um, my bad. Um, I'm not that bright. Remember that. So, <laughs> well, you probably weren't paying attention when I was blabbing. When I was just blabbing. He's like, yo, the judge is right there. Don't talk. They're well, like, you know, what, hey, what am I not talking about, Eddie? <laughs> what am I name? Don't say my name. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, where do we go, George? Where do we go? So, um, I love the book. Um, and I think the guy, I think, again, we all go to, I mean, there, there are moments in our lives where we we are challenged with making hard decisions i know back in 2008 when i walked away from comics that was the hardest decision of my life and i walked away for 10 years you know and um you know so you know i don't know what those circumstances are it's hard this game that we're in it's difficult it gets harder and harder every day because what happens is and i think it said it, we were talking about it somewhere yesterday i think with our guest um where companies want the finished package. They don't want to invest anymore. They want it done. They want a foolproof package. They want, if it's a series, they want all the issues done. They want it packaged. They they want to know that you have a fan base. They know what they want to know that you have some sort of revenue stream. They want you, they want you to do all the work before they come in and ride that wave. They don't want to be the they don't want to do upstarts anymore. And, and that's what's happening. And so when you have now an oversaturated market of independent creators, thank you, COVID and the lockdown, because everybody who wanted to create comics who couldn't because they were working full time, once that lockdown happened, there were a lot of people who had a lot of time in their hands and they said, you know, I'm going to go and do my comic. I'm going to go and do my podcast. Now the market's saturated. So having to filter to all that on top of it, now it's just, it is, it is the industries market now because there's just too much surplus so they can be picking they can pick and choose and they can say whatever they want um where now there's too much there's too much product but not enough demand so what happens is when you have someone like this who's a family man you know who has responsibilities all that stuff you got to put the family um first before you put your passion and your dream and uh you know i can relate because i had to do that you know when i walked away for 10 years yeah, I, I I think that they're definitely everybody's got different circumstances and everybody has different reasons for doing what they're doing now. Listen, if he also went on to say that he has other projects that he wants to put out there. So there are other projects that he wants to work on. I, I think that when you when we go into this, we have to go into it. We have to make a decision. Right. Are we doing this because we want to continue doing this and we want this to kind of pay the bills, quit our jobs and do this? You know, not just as a hobby, not just because we love it, but because we want to, you know, make a living out of it. Then I think we have to be realistic and we have to pick and choose the projects that we think are going to get us to that level. Some projects will, some projects won't. Mm -hmm. He made a, He made a, a, an executive decision, you know, made a business decision, said it's not the audience that, that it's not building the audience I wanted. I have to step away from it as much as I love it and go on and do something else, which I totally respect and I totally understand. I think that also, the genre that we that we're in, right? Yeah. I, I think I think it's in trouble. <laughs> I think it's in it trouble. Is. 
I think uh, unless unless executives find a way to sell this to kids, and I was talking to I was talking to actually Aniva uh, about this, and I, I just think that it goes from Captain Underpants and that age group, right? And then there's no in between anymore. It just goes from that to video games, and that's it. There's no in between. There's no sweet spot where we can say, hey, the books we're putting together for kids, or or for young adults or whatever. Those are the kids. Those are the books you want to read. No, kids are now going into their phones and playing video games, or on TikTok, or they're going to their computers and playing video games with their friends, you know, in other places. So, which is, and you see it. You see Discovery Plus, HBO Max. They've 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 terminated a lot of their kids programming, right? Because kids aren't watching TV. So those factors also come in, not just the saturation like you were talking about the market, but also, but also, but also the, the age groups and who's right. buying these things. And if you look at uh, like The Wanderer, for instance, the, that, that book, I love the book, but it also looks like The World of Quest, which was uh, something that Jason Cruz created that was picked up by Kids WB, ran for one season and then dropped. So... Maybe people in the industry recognize that they say we've seen that 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 concept before. Um, that's not something that we're willing to invest in. It failed back then. We're not going to try to make something that didn't work the first time work again. It could be that you know. We, so I mean, because I see a lot of creators on on Kickstarter that are trying to be the next Calvin and Hobbes, that are trying to be what you know. They're trying to be carbon copies of something else or whatever it is. And because they, it worked, right? Just like right now, the trend is, you know, the trend is nudity and, you know, and all that other stuff, right? So I think people are, I think there's, there's two separate mindsets. You said it in the beginning, when you started your, 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 your statement, you said, you can ask yourself why you're doing it. I know you, I know me, I know we do it because we love it. We've been doing this since we were kids. You know, it's been part of us since we were kids, you know. I have the most fun when I'm creating and I love being at comic cons, you know, Kickstarter is just a, it, it was just another Kickstarter was the supplement for not being into the, in the stores. Still Kickstarter for, for me is a way to get into consumers hands because I'm not in stores yet. Right. Or, so, or conventions. I, okay, I think right? okay, it, yeah. it took the place of conventions. When exactly. Yeah. When I'm at conventions and people see the product, that's where I'm golden. That's where I have the most fun. And so, but passion and reality, sometimes they don't gel. You know, sometimes you're passionate. You're bad. I'm not doing it because I'm expecting to be, you know, Disney. I'm doing it because I love this story and I'm hoping that, you know, people will love it. Like I light up when I see kids light up and, and they read it and they, they enjoy my book. You know, I love creating kids content stories because I don't, because that's, I grew up with kids content stories and I'm just, I'm just, it's doing what I was influenced by. Um, but again, it's tough. It's tough. We see it all the time. I mean, we've been in the game. I mean, we've known each other since 03. We've been in the game for so long. We've seen how many cats have come and gone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just, you know, vanish. It is a tough, it is a, a thankless, um, ruthless industry that we're in. And people get swallowed up. You know, they come in with these high hopes and aspirations, but the reality check of I have to be a business person. I need to understand my finances. I have to be an accountant. I have to pay taxes. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to deal with the publishers. I got to deal with the promoters. I got to deal with this. I just want to create, right? So that's, then a lot of other stuff gets half-assed. And what happens is 
now you you start focusing on I gotta promote, promote, promote. Now your project gets later and later because you're spending more time trying to promote. You're spending more time trying to do all these other things because you have to because it's just you or whatever it is. Then next you know your deadlines have been moved and moved and moved and then you never finished the product and then eventually you're like you know what people walk away from you because like hey you know you only had that one issue I thought this was gonna come up last month yeah shit that stuff happened yeah no and, and I think you know back to the, the genre thing I think I think three things are always gonna sell in and I think in, in any in any industry in any entertainment industry I think sex drugs and violence are always gonna be at the forefront of what's selling yeah. right you you throw you throw some sex on the cover people are going to pick it up. You know, you talk about drugs or whatever, people are going to pick it up. Devices, right? You, violence, boom. Yo, dude, I got to go check out that, that violent-ass movie. Um, I think the kids market, though, I think that that is taking a huge hit because we say it, we say it and we sound like old men. Kids aren't allowed to be kids. They're Those not kids allowed to be kids. Kids yeah. aren't being kids anymore. Like, not the kids that we were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like going out there and playing, you know, playing tag and, and manhunt with my friends and going outside and playing sports. Ball, that, that, yeah, Saturday morning cartoons. That was my thing. I, I was a kid. I was, and I'm still a kid. Like I, you know what I mean? Like we were kids. I think kids today go, like I tell you, go from that, you know, little kids' books right into Fortnite, right into, you know, um, video games where, where, where you know you're shooting each other. You're at you're at war shooting shooting each other. So they go from one extreme to the other and there is no middle ground where is where we where we grew up. The middle ground was where we grew up. G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Voltron, you know what I mean? Those cartoons, they don't exist anymore. They're not allowed to exist. They're being taken off TV because kids aren't watching them, you know? They'd rather go on, on a computer or on a phone, TikTok, that kind of stuff. So that impacts a lot, especially for, for you know guys that like to do what we like to do. It impacts. It impacts what we're doing. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm like that little engine that could. I'm very stubborn. I continue to put the product out, and I'm just hoping that it, there's a turn. There's a turn, you know. And yeah, I believe I believe 100 you know? if of consistency, focus, dedication um, will eventually pay off. You just don't have any control of the timing, right? You know, you don't know when timing, or whatever. Right. You could just control what you do. You could right. what your output is. Control your output. And control your intent. If your intent is pure, you know, and, you know, because everyone's going to pick up on whether or not it's a gimmick. Everyone's going to know what you're, you're doing it for. You know, I love what I do. I love to draw. I love to create. I'm having fun. I'm getting better every day. I'm learning every day, you know, and, but there's also that fear, the reality, right? There's yeah. that fear in the back of my mind. Is it sustainable? You know, at what point does, does the, you know, the fork and the road meet, you know, when, when does, the revenue come in to balance off the commitment and sacrifice and the grind, right? So that so that that's that hard reality check where you're always looking at that clock, right? It's tick, 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 tick. You know, you know, money's running dry. I gotta get a job. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. You know, I gotta pay this. And um, and that's the simple truth. I mean, we were we were talking offline about a guy who had a Kickstarter seven fifty thousand dollars raised on Kickstarter, still has a full-time job. Has a huge following for the books, still has a full-time job, right? So it, it isn't the end-all, be-all. And I think people think, oh, that, you know, that uh, the Kickstarter is going to make me a millionaire. No, 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 that's not it. You know, um, the millionaires are taking Kickstarter and making millions from it, you know? So you got the Keanu Reeves and you got the Wesley Snipe that are coming in and with their books and whatever, and, they, and, they're, and they're, they're just monopolizing the game. I think 
you just gotta if you're doing it for, for passion don't give up your passion you know and even if you're doing it on the side even if it's one hour a day you know just try to invest that time because it eventually will pay off eventually it'll pay off for me, you know, the biggest thing is when I see the kids, you know, they read the book and they say, you know, I love this thing, you know, the, the book, I can't wait for the next one. That's for me, that's more than gold. I, I think as an artist and even to a certain extent as a writer, there are certain characters or certain stories that we are stubborn about not giving up. There are certain stories that we are more passionate or certain characters that are more passionate than others. I think for you, you know, Duty and, and there's Naomi Mattel, I think. That character is one of those characters that no matter what happens, you're going to continue to draw it because you just love drawing it. Yeah. There are other stories that you may say, you know what, I'll see what the what the feedback is on that, and depending on that, I continue to do that. And it, and it, and a lot of it is based on on what on what um, the the creator uh, of the wonder was saying was there's a lot of you have to spend a lot of energy, you have to spend a lot of time creating these things, and you don't have time to do everything. So you have to kind of pick, pick your poison, pick your battle. And sometimes the passion, the one that you're passionate about is the one that you're going to continue to do, even if it's not making the sales that you wanted it to make. It's still going to continue to, to, to be created. Um, and I, and I, listen, at the end of the day, we all, we all have to make a decision. What works best for us is what you're going to do. I, I'm of the mindset that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to create and I'm going to continue to draw because, or not, not draw, but create and write. Because what I love to do, it, it's just what I love to do. Do I have different stories that I want to put out? Yeah, of course, absolutely. And and I'm going to continue to put stories out. I think that, you know, sometimes you got to make a decision and, and, and you got to, you know, you got to kill your babies, as they, as they say, uh, when you're creating. But um, but I, I don't think this is the end for uh, for, no. for the creator of the Wonder. And I, and I hope, and listen, you know, you're welcome to come on the show and we'd love to talk to you about. No, no, the invite was there. It's not ready to come on. Yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. If he, whenever he's, that's what I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. If he ever is ready, the invite is open. So you know, to to discuss and talk, and that would be that would be great. Um, but yeah, man, that's get your meds. Son. That's it, man. That was a that's a sensitive subject. You know, it's, <laughs> it's tough because it's personalized. You know, and uh, when uh -huh. you talk about your baby, it's a hard, hard conversation. That's right. But, uh, that's right. You know what? You got to do what's best for you and the family. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, hopefully, you know, everything works out at the end. But uh, yeah, so we have a guest in the waiting room. And uh, we'll, before we bring him in, we're going to remind you why you should subscribe and hit that subscribe button to catch the craze. But we're not going to tell you ourselves because you don't want to hear from us. But we're going to let our previous guest tell you. It's Monty Moore. I'm a 30-year comics veteran in comics, games, and movies. And you've been watching one of my absolute favorite podcast catch the craze you are watching catch the craze what am i listening to and you're listening to catch the craze where are all the indies at a catch the craze podcast what are you watching i'm watching catch the craze what are you gonna do subscribe now to catch the craze the number one show online for independent have you subscribed to you are an independent catch the craze making moves on your own catch the craze on your grind in the streets catch the craze join the movement catch the craze welcome gary to the show what's up fellas what's, what's going on gary how you doing on? man i'm great man i'm great i'm glad to be here awesome awesome Thank you so much for joining us here on Catch the Craze, uh, Stargazers. We're going to be talking to you about that in a few minutes. But uh, 
before we get started and we go into it, man, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just, you know, introduce yourself to the audience. Oh, I'm Gary Chung. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Um, I've been enjoying comics since I was a kid. You know, I fell in love with it since I was about five, you know, reading old Marvel comics, DC, Image Comics, fell in love with that stuff. And uh, I've been writing for about maybe about five to 10 years, you know, um, yeah. just making up my own stories. And I eventually, you know, I had to, you know, I stepped away from it when I was a teenager, you know, um, uh, had my other passion, which was music. And, you know, I was doing that for a couple of years, producing, making beats and stuff, but I fell back in love with it in 20, around 2017, you know, I got back into comics and um, I just decided to, you know, just take the plunge and you know just 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 come strong with the, my own idea <laughs> gotcha so. no, no. I, and i know you have um like when you were younger you you moved around a little bit you you you're, you're born in new york families from from jamaica i believe right um and, and now you're in virginia right is that is that correct my is that, is that the yeah. right time line? so mm -hmm. growing up yeah. as a little kid what, what were the like what were the comics you were picking up i know you said image dc but specifically what were the titles that you were like reading and you were like really into. Right. Okay. Uh, Savage Dragon, The Max, um, Daredevil, a little bit of Sleepwalker, and um, wow. a lot of X Men. Well, you said, you said sleepwalker like you know yeah very, very, not too many people say sleepwalker and i remember because I, I think that series came back out in 2015 but there was mm -hmm. there was a sleepwalker series that came out like in the 90s mm -hmm. like way back in the 90s and i and i remember picking up like a few of those of those issues and i thought it was a cool comic that they they didn't do enough with you know what i mean it, it was mm -hmm. such a good book it was such a good book so so the max man like that's like Sam Keith, right? Sam, that, that, that's yeah. that's that's the max. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. They had a they had an MTV special. They, they had a, an animation. Yeah. Oh, animation. oh man, those are fire! I love yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Do, do you think that that those kind of stories inspired the writer you were going to become or that you are today? Do, do you do you find a lot of inspiration even in those comics till today when you're writing? Yeah, definitely. When I when I go back to those those stories and image the early image stuff. Um, it was just so different. It just caught my eye as a kid. You know, I just, I've never seen anything like it. And that kind of inspired me to make the book the way I'm making it, you know, in a graphic novel style and 108 pages, weird uh, panel frames and stuff. You know, I'm just, That's what's up. just trying to come with something different. <laughs> do, do you, um, as, as far as the, uh, as far as the production, uh, uh, of the book and that stuff. You you mentioned graphic novels. Is it gonna be just graphic? And there there are no single issues, twenty two pages. You're going straight into graphic novel. Mm -hmm. okay. It's gonna be a uh, one of four books. Uh, mm -hmm. Each book is gonna be about one hundred and eight pages or so, and maybe a prequel story, depending on if the if the uh, audience is digging it. You know, <laughs> it all depends on the audience. So, so young Gary, right? Young Gary, take you back to young Gary. What do you remember the first like character you created? Do you remember that far back? Oh, wow. Yeah, you know what? I used to draw comics, mm -hmm. you know, when I was a kid. I used to make my own comic books and 
I can't really recall the characters. It was it was a lot of um generic superhero stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, dude. So you drew, you drew back in the day. When did you stop drawing? Uh, right when I got to high school. Um, I quickly realized like I was an okay artist, but I wasn't gonna cut it professionally. Yeah, yeah. Same, <laughs> so, same, same. Happens to all of us. I think you, there, there comes a point where you're like, all right, that's it. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this is where I hang it up. This is where, like, this is where the pencil ends. This it, is usually, it. it usually happens at portfolio review. You're like number ten online, and you're watching everybody else. You're yeah. like, you look at their, their books, and you're like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, let me go yeah, write something like that. I saw a couple of um, <laughs> artist sketchbooks, and I was like, "Wow, uh, okay, I'm not, I'm definitely not at that level." So, <laughs> it's the hard, the hard reality, man. It's the mm -hmm. hard reality. So you started writing comics. You well, no, you went, you you left comics, went into music, started producing beats. What genre? What was it? Was it uh, was it hip hop? Was it what was it? Um, hip hop, a little bit of R and B. Um, just locally, you know. Yeah. And I love doing that, but it was, it was that's very time consuming, and <laughs> and you have to have a lot of good connections to make it make it in the industry. And you know, I kind of I dabbled with it for a couple of years, and you know, I left it alone. Got it. Came back to the comics. What what year was that? Like around what time? What 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 time? Uh, I would say twenty ten. Yeah. I ask because you know hip hop changes constantly, R and B changes constantly. So I was yeah. I was wondering what the time frame was. You know what I mean? Because it does it does change. It, it, it changes. I was watching Definitely. that. I don't know if you watched that documentary on on, um, on Kanye West and how you know his come up story. And it's like, damn, oh, we yeah. all wish we can come up that way, and it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen like <laughs> that at all. Um, do you incorporate some of your music or some of that creativity into the comics that you write? Do you have like soundtracks in your head? For your comic uh, or things of that nature oh definitely like yeah. i listen to like um other rappers and producers and i listen to their instrumental and that kind of forms scenes of of what i'm gonna write in my head like uh uh rock marciano uh west side gun elza stuff like that yeah it, it gets my mind going so I, I like listening to that when I write anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your writing process like? Do you go right into a script or are you writing notes? Are you writing outlines? Um, well, what's your writing process? I I go, I, I do a, a short summary and I, I write everything out by hand. I never touch the keyboard until the final yeah. process. Um, I do a short draft, come up with something cool. And then I'll write up some scenes I have in my head, some key moments, and then I'll I'll put it in a script format. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Full scripts you're you're writing, right? Panel one, mm -hmm. panel two. Yeah. yeah, awesome, man, awesome. And then off to the off to the artist. Yeah, and then when he when he sends me back the art, uh, I I work on the dialogue. Oh, okay. I, I see his art. Interesting. All right. So you so you're sending them scripts with no dialogue or. Or you, or you or you change it after the fact. Oh, I change it. It's it's very minimal dialogue, very almost generic stuff until I get it back and then I put my touch on it. Interesting, man. I guess to see. I, so I love yeah. that everybody's got a different process. Yeah. So why that approach over like the traditional approach? Uh, it's too constricting. You know, I, I I think this format allows for the art and the writing to just be 100% in sync. 
you know, because I feel like if you just send a full script to an artist, he just goes off of that. And if you never touch the dialogue again, it looks kind of weird when the letter gets to it and, and you see the final product. It, 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 to me, it doesn't connect 100%. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you, so you so you send it out to a letter. You have a letter that does the work mm -hmm. for you. Okay. Do you um does he ever like say hey this is not going to fit on the panel like do you want to cut that down or like what's your what's your back and forth with your letterer once you make the changes because you know when the artist draws it he may not leave enough room because like you said there wasn't the, the dialogue was very limited now you now you like oh man this looks good he may say this but now the words don't fit in it what happens when something like that occurs do you go back to your letter and say dude this is what we're going to do here um yeah like i tr i trust his judgment if he tells me oh this is not going to work the I'll, I'll rework it and we'll find a happy medium and and we'll we'll, we'll get it squared away yeah, yeah um it doesn't happen very often though but when it does it, it's smooth you know <laughs> what's well, how how long does the book take you guys to produce like what's your time frame for for producing a, a comic oh man um well this first book I've been working, we've been working on this book since 2018. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just been a slow grind, you know, because um, you know, I, I have a 15 uh, month old daughter. Oh, and congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, you ain't yeah, sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> we just put it down. All right. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's tricky, man, trying to, trying to balance family life and actually get That's time cool. to, dedicate to this book and um but we're almost done though we only got 24 pages left and so i would say the next book is going to be a lot shorter now that um we've got a lot of hurdles out of the way right right so <laughs> but see i i, th I think that and me personally I'm, I'm a huge fan of the graphic novel so i i think that that's the way to go and i you know the fact that you've worked you've been working on this you know 108 page monster and you have 24 pages left that's that's great because it is it is a process and i think that when you're writing single issues and i don't know how you're writing the story but when you're writing single issues you're writing 22 pages at a time right so you're writing 22 pages at a time are you writing a, a did you write a 108 page script or did you write that in in like chapters so to speak or in in, in segments mm -hmm. yeah i broke it down into about four 24 page issues so it's like it's every 24 page marker um it's a it's a new chapter you could say it's a new chapter so i broke it down like that yeah no that makes sense you did you do that for money reasons like is it is it is it because printing a comic is more more cost is it more cost effective to produce it as a, as a graphic novel i guess is my question yeah i i think so because um and from what I've noticed, a lot of a lot of readers they don't really like floppies anymore. They they really want a complete story. They don't want a cliffhanger, and they're hesitant to back a Kickstarter because of that. Because it's like, okay, I get invested in issue one, but where's issue two? Like, I don't, I don't, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. so they rather get a graphic novel. And I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's more cost effective printing wise, yeah. and um. And people don't mind paying twenty bucks for a graphic novel, you know. Right. They, especially if it's well produced, they they don't mind. 
You know, it's when you, you, you mentioned the whole thing about people saying, well, there's issue one, there's issue two. Same thing used to happen when we started doing conventions. It was always that question of people, hey, okay, you had the first issue. How, how do I know I'm going to get the second one? Because that's the question, right? That's that's the, the stigma of the indie is that they'll, they'll come up with a first issue. They may not come back with a second issue. So I, I no. totally understand um, what you're saying when it comes to that. But t- so tell us a little bit about Stargazer, man. Stargazers, what, what's the story about? Where, how did the idea come from? Where did the idea come from? Oh, you know, honestly, I was trying to find this kind of book. I was looking for a book that kind of dealt with like a space opera, but had martial arts and action in it. And Everywhere I went, no, I I went to every local comic book store in my area. I was trying to find a book like that. Nobody knows. Like, no, that's I haven't come across a book like that. Um, I'm I've haven't seen anything like that. So I was like, you know what? Let me just write it. Let me just make one up. And um, and it's it's a merger of a lot of different ideas. It's um, it's martial arts. It's it's got some space adventure to it it's got science fiction a little bit of politics a little bit of social commentary all mixed in mm-hmm. but um it's definitely it's definitely um it's definitely worth the investment <laughs> it's definitely worth it i got you so um, so in, in this image here gary who, who is this character here that is the protagonist that is sage hawkins he's um from buffalo new york he's 17 years old mm-hmm. at this point um he's basically trying to rescue his father who's across the universe and we have a prologue that's about 16 pages to catch everybody up uh there's a planetary attack that happens on earth from Rusum, um the the antagonist of this story um he gets a, a warning that there's a suzerian popping up in that part of the universe and a suzerian is basically a god you know basically on on that kind of level someone who could challenge him and he doesn't want that so he sends the planetary attack to earth to kind of erase that but um our protagonist's father uh dennis hawkins he essentially um ends and stops this planetary attack but in the process, he ends up uh, getting captured. <laughs> and um, we pick up with uh, Sage here, and he finds a, dis- a distress signal from his father. And that's when he gets the motivation and the urge to uh, to go into space to rescue his father. <laughs> cool, so man. we kind of wrap that up in, in this first book. Awesome, awesome. And so whether the martial arts aspect comes in, is is uh, is he a martial artist or? Uh, he learns martial arts. He, uh, he has a teacher who happens to live in his neighborhood in Buffalo, New York, and she's a, a Cuban immigrant. And she is about, she's about 30, but she's a badass with martial arts. She, she's nasty. She's like... <laughs> You know, she could teach Bruce Lee a thing or two. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, Sage, he, he wants to learn martial arts essentially to protect his family. He lives in a very uh, dangerous neighborhood. And um, he wants to learn it for, for a righteous reason. And that's why 
his teacher, Flora Miami, she uh, she decides to take him on and, and teach him this uh, mystical martial arts. And um, he is also uh, hyper intelligent. So he able, he's able to learn this martial arts in about seven years. And it takes the average uh, practitioner about 20 to master it. So um, he, uses, he uses this skill to uh, help him on his journey. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so the first book is basically he, he's going into space and then the story progresses mm -hmm. and we find out whether or not he's able to save his dad or bring him back or rescue him. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. That's cool. And so the first, the first Kickstarter is just for the first 108 pages, which covers what you just talked about now. Mm -hmm. Roger that. Uh, essentially. Yeah. There, there'll be a lot of surprises uh, in this book. <laughs> a lot of cool um, bonuses too. We are, we're going to do a variant cover um, to this first book. And we'll also have uh, an exclusive poster to the first 200 people who uh, sign up for this Kickstarter. Oh, nice. The secret right. perk in there. Cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. I, I like that. I like that. And so how did you find your team? How did you find your artist, your colorist, your 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 letterer? Like, did you, did you find <laughs> that, that was a journey, man. Um, <laughs> I started on Facebook. I started on Facebook groups for like uh, comic book creators and um, comic book artists looking for work. And I found my first artist, Carl um, Blasio. He's from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, he started, he essentially did about 70% of the book, but on, unfortunately he had passed away in August of oh, 2021 man. from COVID. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Dude. Yeah. So uh, that was that was a big blow to the project. And oh, um, I had to step away for a second to figure out how we were going to move forward. And um, I found uh, another artist, Jul Juliano Bobs. He's from Brazil. And um, his style kind of matches up with Carl. They're very similar. So I felt like that was a good that could be a good way to uh, uh, keep the book going. And um, he's uh, he's he's a he's a great artist, very talented guy, and um, he's he he's definitely going to see us through to completion. And um, we're going to put a dedication in the book for for Carl. Absolutely. You know, he's well beloved guy, very nice guy. Yeah. No man, that's so yeah. Did he yeah. do? Did he did he also do the colors in the book? Was he doing everything at that point, or did you uh, do the colors? He was the penciler and the anchor. Okay. And um, I had my colorist. I found my colorist actually on Facebook too. He's a uh, Anton Polhoski. He's a Ukrainian, mm -hmm. um, very talented guy. He's also a good anchor. Um, I found him on Facebook, and he's been rocking with us since since day one. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, it looks good, man. I, I think that um, you, you know, you're gonna do well. As far as the, uh, as far as the time frame for the campaign, I know you had said some, maybe sometime in October, you're thinking about yeah. launching this. So yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see that uh, we'll see that soon. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully people are digging it. <laughs> so when you do launch it, that uh, what what did you um, um, put as your where people can expect to receive the product from you? 
we're projecting March 2023. Um, the book is almost completed. We once we get these last 24 pages and uh, we just get it lettered and colored and we'll send it off to the printers. So definitely March 2023. That's the goal. Got it. Outstanding. Outstanding. All right. So this is where we're at. We're at the stage of the, the interview where we're going to give you the screen and you're going to deliver your elevator pitch. Why should people sign up for this campaign? And then why should they come back after signing up and back it? And then how can they find you on social media? So I'm going to give you the screen and it's all you. I appreciate it. Uh, my social media handle is on Twitter is right peaceful. Um, you should definitely back this campaign. You're going to get a complete epic book. It's going to be a lot of action. You're going to love the story. You're going to love where we're going to take the, the, the character and on it, on their journey to outer space. You're going to love it. And if you sign up now, you're definitely going to get an exclusive perk. Um, we have a special poster, limited quantity signed, and you guys will love it. And the elevator pitch is basically, we have a young boy, Sage Hawkins. He's looking to rescue his father, bring him back to earth safely and protect his family. So if you love that idea, please back it. Outstanding. Awesome. Outstanding. Now, um, I see the Infinity Glove on that poster behind <laughs> you. I don't recognize the face. Is that, <laughs> was that, it, um, is that Thanos? No, that's actually, that's MF Doom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a custom, uh, custom image. Awesome, yeah. yes. Um, I was like, I, I see the gloves, I see the gems. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank but uh, you. thank you, Gary, for being on Catch the Craze. Uh, we miss, uh, wish you a lot of success. Um, you know, uh, I hit that sign up button um, in support of your <laughs> campaign. Uh, so, uh, again, if you're watching this, um, if it hasn't launched, sign up. The link is in the summary and then uh, go and show up when it launches. Um, and uh, and uh, when this when this airs, just let us know um, if anything's changed, the launch date, whatever. We'll just add that link and we'll, we'll, we'll put that in the summary as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. Thank Show you, Gary. Up. And uh, we'll you. talk to you soon. All right. Definitely. All right. Peace. All right. All right. So that was Gary Chung. Yeah, Again, Chung. it's Stargazer's Serious Book 1. The link is in the summary. Go and check it out on Kickstarter. Um, uh, again, uh, this is why we do it. So if you like this episode, give us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already. Uh, hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, if you have any comments, any questions for Gary, put it in the comments below. Help those algorithms help us, right? And um, yeah, another fantastic show. And if you want to be a show on, the, on uh, Guest on Guest Decrease podcast, all you can do is hit the link in the summary and sign up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Big shout out to Gary. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about stargazers. Funny, man. He's like, I went into comic book shops, asked them if they had a book like that. They said, no. I said, I'm going to write it. So. Good for you. Exactly. Good for you, man. So much, much uh, luck and success with it. And don't forget to sign up. You're going to get a perk. Make sure you do that so that you can get that free Wait. perk when it, when it launches. But uh, yeah, man, that's all I got for today, Sam. That's all we got. And if you haven't done so already, please back. There's an alien in my toilet right now on Kickstarter and get your duty on. With that said, I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera. 
George the Jima Medina. And we are crazy. Now I was talking about my friend Aquis. I met him the other Say my name, say my name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were thinking? Oh, I'm the You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. Uh, this is Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs> 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 <laughs>